Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hey everyone, welcome back to our latest episode. So in today's episode, something I've been thinking about recently and proposed as a episode with Rosa is what is life? You know, I think sometimes throughout different periods of life, we think about it. You know, I, I definitely thought about this question when I was 25 and then now I'm almost 30 and I'm thinking about it. Some things we want to talk about today is thinking about what is our perspective on life like how we feel or what it means to have a life worth living. And then really one thing that, you know, recently I've been dealing with is just navigating ruts in life and also what it means to lack motivation, be able to prioritize your self-care and your mental well-being along the way. So I'll start and then Rosa, feel free to just like jump in at any time. But, you know, sometimes I think about like, what is life? Like, what is the purpose of life? I feel sometimes I'm just a hamster in a hamster wheel and my goals, sometimes I think about like, are they actually my goals? Are they goals dictated by society? Like what does success mean to me? And then also sometimes I think about, you know, I put myself in so much pressure to achieve certain things. But at the same time, like, where did this pressure come from? And I mean, we had an episode about happiness, you know, pursuit of happiness and tying it back to it. But like, yeah, like, am I really happy? You know, like on the outside, I might seem (laughs) I have my shit together uh, in front of folks, but it like mentally I'm kind of everywhere. Um, And so I'm at this point in my life where I'm just trying to like get different perspectives from different people, learn more about the philosophy of life and just figure out what the hell I'm doing on this planet Earth. Where do you think you get the pressure? Like from your parents, society? Where do you think it comes from? Oh, it's everywhere. It's, it's a, I am an ESFJ uh, on the MBTI realm, but I'm just very externally validated. So the ideas of success and pressure. She's also a Leo, so ah. that ties it into. Let's, full disclosure, please. Like some, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm a Leo too, right? So it's just like a lot of those things just like come barging at me, and there's days where all that pressure just like comes at once and like fuels my anxiety. Um, I'm trying to find ways to deal with it, but it's definitely just like, especially growing up as a student, I was a straight A student, accomplished all these things, and I had a task. Um, And I, I think even as you're growing up, there's like goals that you know you're gonna hit, right? So it's like I need to graduate. middle school high school college you know I'm gonna have to achieve like three different internships in college so I can get a full-time job after graduation but then once you graduate it's really you do what you want there's really no path and so I think I'm trying to figure out like what my ideal path is or what I really want to do I don't want to deviate from this because I have a couple questions for you but I just want to say to our listeners that for me it's very different Um, since I am Native American and indigenous, for me, like us are like, my culture says that just existing is fine. You don't need to find a purpose or anything. Uh, We like 
not saying all Quechua people are like this, but it's kind of like for us, existence is resistance because of our history, right? Just being mm. here after all, you know, all that happened to us, our the genocide of Native Americans. But I think it's also because a lot of these issues that I see, especially in American society, and it used to be kind of similar to you, especially when I, when I lived in the United States, which is most of my life, but when I lived over there, I felt like you, like a hamster in the wheel, especially in New York. But I think it's also like a lot of our goals are tied with capitalism and consumerism. Mm -hmm. A lot mm -hmm. of our goals are, oh, I need to get BP by this. I need to have this money by this. I need to have a house. Like, what are wants? What are needs? And why do we feel so pressured by society to continue to, in this path of destruction, in my opinion? when we don't live the same reality that our parents did, right? Like, mm -hmm. we know the U.S., like, we are a third world country in a Gucci belt. Nobody can tell you right now in the world. You know, before, when people used to be like, oh, you're from the U.S.? Wow, that's amazing. I've been to fucking Poland, and people are like, oh, you're American? They're like, oh, wow, that really sucks over there with Trump, right? I was like, damn, it's horrible over there. Like, it's like, damn, like, you know, like, the PR study is over. So most people in the world know that the U.S., yeah, we have pop culture and whatever, but everybody is a paycheck away from living in the streets. So to come back to my point, it's just like, this, the way that society is does not serve us. So why do we still feel that we need to play the game? Because you've been playing the game for 30 years, Rosa. It's hard when you've been in the game and that's just the culture and the mindset that you have. And your peers, I mean, if you're still talking about the bubble that we're talking about, we're all in the same bubble. So it, yes. it is that constant, like, I see you're doing this. Oh, that definitely means that, like, you are successful. How do I reach that point? If you think about it even further to what you mentioned, it's a reality show. I, I mean, seriously, I feel like social media has kind of uh, propelled this to even a more extreme uh, stage. Like, I was watching a lot of videos about the it girl aesthetic of, like, waking up to your soothing music and, like, making a perfect breakfast and then, yes. uh, like, what's it called? Meditating and doing affirmations and all of that. And it's just, like, literally... It's crazy because when you watch it, you don't think, like, there's someone that was actually trying to make this video, that actually made this video, spent all morning making this video, right? And first of all, it's classes because most of those things that you do, it's when you have time. Ain't nobody got time. You have two jobs. You don't have time to be wasting to do all these things. Why do we feel validated and why do we always have to share everything we do? I mean, and I don't want to, like talk down to it because I think like for example I mean my therapist says that affirmations helps you know and mm -hmm. uh, I think it's like every single thing because of the internet because of like social media every single good is taken to such an extreme like for example before when we talked about body positivity and how yeah. that can be detrimental too when it's too extreme it's the same thing as now right like the whole it's very curated it's good but like it doesn't have to be perfect all the time like yes Yes. If you don't eat an oatmeal in the morning, if you don't go to sleep at 10.30, you're going to be fine. You're not going to die. Everything's going to be okay, you know? But I feel like it brings more anxiety. It's so funny. I stopped, I stopped following, like, a lot of Instagrammers. On, like, I, don't, I just follow my friends on Instagram now. Um, but now I guess I've fo I'm following these people on YouTube. And I love and I want to actually talk about the idea of perfectionism, um, too, because it definitely ties into 
uh, how it shows up in my life, perfectionism is not a badge of honor. Perfectionism isn't real. Um, and it's actually entrenched in ways to avoid shame, judgment, and blame, right? And it's actually a fixed mindset. It's like, if you do not do this thing right, then everything falls apart um, and you failed, right? Um, and honestly, that's sometimes the mindset I have. So I'm curious for you, Rosa, like, has that mindset ever happened to you before, especially when you're living in New York? You know, why do you think, especially women, have that idea of professionalism? Because I've talked to a lot of my girlfriends, they, they also say the same thing. That's like something always on their minds. Like, why do we always need to be perfect? You know, it's crazy because I feel like having Asperger's helps me. I already know that I'm far from perfect and I don't, I know that half of the time I'm just like trying, I'm already struggling as it is. Like I'm already very deep in this struggle bus. So like, I just, I know that I can never be perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because like when Jocelyn is around, I feel like I'm even more messier because I feel like I can relax and be my true self so that I can like, sometimes I break, even my friends, sometimes they see, like, wow, like, when Yoslan is here, sometimes you're a fucking mess, and it's, it's not, like, it's not that I do it on purpose, it's just that I relax my, oh, I need to act normal, like, I can, like, a normal person, you know what I mean? But There's, like, someone there to anchor you, I guess, that's, like, already there. I don't know how to explain to people that I can do really hard things, like, you know, like get a master's in computer science, but I can't do regular things that people do. Like it's a small wins for me. Like I can see things that should be done, but I just like can't do it. So mm. I knew for a very, like from a very young age that perfection was not like going to happen with me. So I had to let go and kind of forgive myself. Uh, but I do try to push myself forward. Like I do have goals, but I got like rigid goals, you know, like, especially growing up, I have so many friends that were already like, at this age, you have to have this kids. At this age, I'm going to have helmet. Like, and that's fine. But it's just like, you're putting so much pressure, you know? Like, you should want to be like, oh, well, I'm going to have a child when I find the right person. And if you don't mm -hmm. want to find the right person and have the child, then you can have it on your own. But that's a whole other topic. But I just feel like putting timers on things, it's like you're not winning like you're not starting a, a winning battle freaking pandemic that taught us that we cannot plan for anything that who thought that was gonna, we were gonna live a pandemic i didn't i mean i i really think that it's hard to plan especially now in this world that we live in all these goals of like having kids by 30 getting married they're all based on very historical and old and archaic ideals um i mean also there's a cultural aspect too right if your parents and grandparents have reached those milestones at diff those different ages that's kind of what you want to expect for yourself yeah. and I think it's more a matter of being able to separate like what the reality is of wh where you're in and what's happening to you versus like keep thinking about those standards that were set like hundreds of years ago um and it's a constant struggle for me too right it's like we're we live in a pandemic so you need to subtract two years from your age right now because of the pandemic so technically i'm only 28 or 27 <laughs> um because yeah that like takes a toll on all these accomplishments and goals you want to do so giving yourself grace is definitely one thing motivation is one thing that i wanted to talk about in terms of just like life in general like are there times are there times where you don't feel motivated you feel motivated and like how do you get through those ruts 
I have never felt motivated in my life. If I can just lay in my bed all day. <laughs> I don't even think like one, like I think that when I was in high school, I was so motivated. Like I was, you know, captain of the basketball team. And like I did so much. And like I feel like I peaked. And I was like, now I just want to lay down, you know. <laughs> in the words of Ali, Ali Wong. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't want to do anything. Like honestly, even just you know talking in this microphone is a lot of work <laughs> no but on a serious note like i things because i have to do them that's pretty much my motivation but also because of my brain i've been very like curious and accessible things once that happens it's not my my problem is not trying to get motivated to learn more about these things is to like actually stop you know like i can literally watch like lord of the rings like with you know commentary and everything for like a whole month and like the stereotypical vices i have like a thousand different craft projects i have um what's it called a scrapbook and i have journal and but i feel like what i try to do is that i try to give myself options so when i don't want to do something else like i used to be obsessed with calligraphy now i kind of like that took a step back but then i have now i'm reading more like life has its up and down so i try to do like different things to keep me focus kind of thing what about you yeah well i just want to comment what you just mentioned i think that's so that's not a when you, you see you make it seem like a bad thing but i think that's really awesome to be able to like focus on one certain thing i think people often get stuck with equating hobbies with something that either will make you money or you have to be perfect or really good at you know and which is also a huge problem um so the fact that you're actually engaging in hobbies that you're like maybe semi-good at and you're picking up once in a while i think is a really good mindset to have I feel like oftentimes when I engage in hobbies and I'm like, oh, I can't draw for life and it just stops me from actually progressing. I mean, you're supposed to do it for fun, right? Exactly, yeah. Like this podcast, you know, I know originally we wanted to like monetize it and we were like, let's just do it for fun. Yeah, I mean, I just like doing things for fun. Mm -hmm. Why not? Which, you know, I mean, especially in the US, it's not. You do it for money or else you're wasting time. motivation yeah that's a very hard word to use so recently I've come to a realization with my therapist that um, not only do I demand perfection for myself in every aspect of everything I do I also demand perfection myself in every day (laughs) and it's not it's not something like when she like really called it out for me I was so resistant I'm like Tina what are you saying like I don't do that and then I was like okay maybe I do do that but I just don't want to acknowledge it And one of the things I do, you know, I realize every day I wake up and I have a plan, right? I wake up, I have to do this like three mile run in the morning. I'm going to make food, I'm going to make dinner, I'm going to work, and then I'm going to relax at night. And at any time when I wake up and let's say, especially the physical part of it doesn't get achieved, it ruins my whole mood for the day. Because I'm like, I failed. Like, why didn't I do this? Now I feel like a potato. And... It's Damn, just so fire crazy. signs are so toxic. Like you guys are too much. Toxic to ourselves, Rosa. Yeah, to ourselves. I don't get it. Like I just like wow. I mean, I do. Like the, to me, it's kind of like, oh damn, I have to scratch. The, my problem is the opposite. It's like, oh damn, I didn't run today. Let's scratch this week. Binge watch a new show and let's start running for the next week. <laughs> but that's that's like the whole difference between fixed and growth mindset. And like I know I'm self-criticizing myself right now, but 
like a, this is what a fixed mindset looks like in execution. It's like, oh, there's no flexibility here. If it doesn't happen, like everything or a bust. Well, you know, I mean, you're practicing a, a growth mindset where it's like, oh, like, oh, this doesn't happen, but I'm flexible. I'll do a run later in the afternoon or like later this week. But the fact that you're mentioning it is a great step, you know, that you're, you're going to change it in the future. I think that like, for example, finding these patterns of you of you that you want to change is very important like we all have things that we want to change about ourselves and mm -hmm. i think that's very important like the thing is like i don't know like i'm very sometimes i'm very nihilistic that like you know i have a teacher once said make the dash count which is like you know when they say there's like when you were born and when you die and there's a dash in the middle and it's like you have to make that little dash count which i love it but in my nihilistic way it's like you just oh, alive wasting time until you die like literally like we're just gonna you're we're just like life is just like literally time moving forward whatever is happening until you it's die still moving. yeah exactly like so for me like in a way it's kind of sad for some people but for me it's very liberating in a way because it's like Okay, so if anyways life is going to move forward, I'm going to get old, things are going to happen, and I can't change this, then what can I do? Like, worrying about it. Like, Jocelyn laughs at me sometimes because I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so worried about this. I will think about it tomorrow. You know, it's like, <laughs> because it's like, what else can I do? You know, like right now, today, I thought about it. I didn't find a solution. Okay, I will compartmentalize it in my mind tomorrow. It's just like, That's all we can do, you know? Like, I feel like sometimes when you get into... I used to have anxiety before. I think it was because I lived in the United States. <laughs> I feel like in the U.S. is almost impossible. Like, my brother deals with anxiety. I don't know anyone that is conscious, woke, whatever you want to call it, that lives, like, present, that doesn't have a level of anxiety just living in the U.S. Um, but it's like, I think it's that. It's the fact that you have all this stimuli that you are feel like you, you need to do something and sometimes things that you need to do are out of your control. So you're just passive and waiting for those things to happen. And it's like, what can you do? It's just a waiting game, you know? That's a great point you make because you're progressing towards death. At the end of the deathbed, if you're not living for the present, you're not living for the day, then what are you living for? I don't think about the past because it's just, there's nothing you can do. Arrow of time only moves solar. That's the best way to explain it. And like a lot of people, especially like people that I see in Pembroke Pines back home, they love to reminisce about the past. And it's fun for a couple of times, but we can never go back to the past. There's no point of saying, oh, the best years of your life are behind you. Mm -hmm. I think it's always good to live in the present and think in the future of new things that you can do. You know, don't worry too much about the future because it's coming anyways. You're gonna, you if you worry about the future, then you're living the future twice. You know, yeah. you're forgetting about the present. You're not there. A lot of times, like honestly, one of my my biggest regrets in life are like not being present enough. You know, letting experiences just pass and forgetting. Oh wow, this because you're never gonna know. Okay, this is the last day I see this person. This is the last day you know, mm -hmm. that I stopped seeing my friends from high school. Like, you never know when it's going to be, like, the last day. It just happens. Uh, I read somewhere depression is uh, depression is a, the fact that you always think about your past and anxiety is an indication that you always worry about the future. I used to have the, the former, and now I have the latter. So, yay me. 
I mean, I think, uh, and also, like, it's fair. Like, I think, I mean, I'm very moody, and, like, I found, like, I am have everything figured out, but, like, you know, it's sunny right now, so I'm happy. Like, two weeks ago, I was, like, I'm reading Dar Vanessa, you know, putting my, you know, Bibaldi in the back, and, like, super sad, you know. The thing is, like, stabilizing your feelings. You know, a lot of therapists say, like, go into your toolbox and look into it. Like, I have my toolbox of things I do when I do get to high in anxiety. I, but because I'm just so new to recognizing and, and letting my feelings out, honestly, in a more healthy way, that is just coming at once and I just don't know how to control it. Because mm-hmm. before how I used to control it, and trigger warning um, is through panic attacks. So now it's more like, it's coming more in smaller in more frequent basis versus a consumed one at a time like explosion and so i just need to figure out how to manage those like small contained moments of anxiety which i don't i don't necessarily think that the feeling itself is bad or horrible it's just ways i need to process those feelings once it does come out you know so one step at a time is what i put myself i think what's helpful now is to transition you know rosen in your perspective how would you define a life worth living? And do you think you're living it now? I think all lives are worth living as long as you're happy, you know. But I think the most important thing about having a life that is worth living is your relationships, your, you know, with your family, your friends, your partner. It's very important. Like, for example, I, I started this podcast because a way for Emily and I to talk to each other more often. Like, you know, like it's a way to create something together that we both like. I think that that's important. Building relationships. Like Emily, you just said, nobody ever goes back and says, oh, wow, I made all this money. It's like, oh, no, I lived all this life. I was loved. I loved, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like you created your little society around you, your community. That's what's more important, I think. Um, helping and helping others. Helping others and helping yourself too. Especially now that I have a long-term partner, I think... I I feel like life is better with him. Like it's it's fine that I found like my person, you know. If you found that person is perfect and if not then kind of like build your hobbies and because you can be a very interesting person by yourself. Like especially when you live in a big nice metropolis that you can do so many things. It's like you can cultivate so many things. Why not take advantage of that? So I think that you can always enamor yourself with your life or whatever it is. All the things that you just mentioned resonated so much with me. For sure, it's a life worth living. It's just having a community of people that surround you and support you and love you. I mean, human relationships are, are never one straight thing. They're always up and down. But just knowing at every person that you have in your circle in your life, generally in their hearts, they care about you. And you have a community of support for that I think it's so important for me and I definitely am living the life worth living right now you know I'm so happy to have that feeling of belonging that you know is I mean that in itself is a privilege right but being able to come back to my base in New York City have my friends in Boston stay connected to you Rosa you know my friends that are that I've met uh, while traveling that's a that's something I think I think I take for granted for sure. But um, that's really important to me. I mean, obviously, like 
physiological and safety that's those are baseline things um that every human being should have but unfortunately not not everyone does um and so i'm also grateful that i I do have that in my life as well yeah when we go to miami bright tribe for catherine's bachelor party i we we don't know we might do a podcast about it, but maybe whatever happens in Miami stays in Miami. So I, it depends. I, I also agree with that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to come come back and um, have a wave tattoo on my arm and be like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> Honestly, message us if you think we should get a tattoo all of us no, in the bachelor no. party. We should. We're life worth living. Okay. Well, <laughs> if it's like okay, if it's like a tiny, like a super tiny tattoo that I can hide, fine. Everybody okay gets a dot. No, thank you. I am not. I'm good with that. I don't think I'll be that drunk to be up for that, so I'm good. You know, I know people that have gotten like a tattoo in their butt of the UM uh, symbol of the University of Miami symbol. It's so cool. Oh, so you on one butt cheek and M on the other? No, no, no. Like the both, the, the whole you in one butt cheek. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, do you see what is going on in Miami Beach right now? No, what's happening? craziness spring breakers as usual oh god oh god that'll be yeah let's let's not do that let's not go that crazy but see that's the thing like and i just want to set away with that it's like when you're young when you're in high school when you're in college like the fun is such a big priority in your life and then as you get older and you're more adulting that's not a priority anymore i don't know where that happened I understand, like, obviously having a, f- when you have kids, it changes a little bit of things, but I feel like going out and hanging out with your friends and doing things with your friends and, like, that should be also a priority, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, okay, so let me, let me just clarify. I love to have fun, but, like, I honestly am physically not capable to have the amount of fun that I had back <laughs> in college and high school. Does that make sense? I think my biggest issue is that I have Peter Pan disease and I'm like terrified sometimes of like getting older of going to the next step. And I feel like now since two of my really close friends are getting married this year and like, you know, like then all of my really close friends for the most part get married. It's just like we're going to a different phase. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be left behind, but at the same time, I don't I don't know if I'm ready to like be more adulting of adult like i don't i hear you I, like when your friends start popping babies you're like oh my god like my best friend shinri has a baby but she lives in china so it's different you know like that's my biggest issue about like life um like i love this period so much i have loved this period so much i don't know how to let it go you know mm-hmm. i mean that's that's life though you have to it's like we're all gonna be 30 soon like you know? know yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and so it goes wrapping up this episode i hope that you got a little bit of comfort in us sharing our experiences how we feel about life our insecurities anxieties i think that i hope that when you listen to this you know that there's only a path forward that life is worth living that our relationships with your parents, your family, your friends, your dogs are important. And that you try to enjoy as much as life. Be present. Um, yeah, definitely nothing else to add to that. Yeah, but like live in the present. Just know that, you know, really you're, you're not alone. I feel like 
a lot of people in this world feel the same things that we all do it's just sometimes we keep it in and sometimes it's just helpful to let it out and talk to your friends and people that you care about about it so with that we'll see you soon bye bye